0: This episode is sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free in the App Store. Hooroo, scientists! It is I, Detore Balordo, And it is I, Mark Soloff of Muffed Movies. And together, we would like to thank our latest patron, Jacob Dunning, for supporting us at the scientist-level tier. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. Um, again, all of you should know that all advertising revenue that this podcast is making is now being donated to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Um and the Patreon money still goes to supporting uh, the production of the show. So, we're helping the community, and we're (laughs) helping pay the rent on the microphone. Jacob, I hope you enjoy the cool version of Dottore reading Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Um, If you would like to support the show, find me at patreon.com slash blasterpodcast. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the share! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blaster Podcast Presents Muff Movies! I am your traditional host, Mark Solov, and today, on our episode, we have a non-traditional guest.
1: <laughs> An exotic and perverse guest. <laughs> uh,
0: this is the shiny version of the traditional guest that you can only catch during special events. Pokemon Go reference. Ladies and gentlemen, please... Clap into your headsets for <laughs> England's sweetheart, Grant Howitt!
1: Hello, Mark. Hi, Grant. Hi. Thank you for having me back in your pod chamber once more.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for joining me again all the way through over 30 miles away. Um, yeah,
1: at least 30 <laughs> miles.
0: I couldn't run that far. Ever. Mark, yes, we have
1: entered we have entered the uh, the period of the year where the podcast sauna is happening. Mm. We're recording this uh, in just just to really date it. We're recording this in 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 June.
0: Yes, the thing and Grant, <laughs> uh, we we do speak differently, you and I. Um, mm. Even though, oh we, yes, of course, sorry. In your parlance, um, the word for this month is mm-hmm. June. We're recording in June, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. the. Movie that we're about to muff is
1: Dune.
0: (laughs) So while I, I,
1: I I call it, I call it Gene.
0: Well, I pronounce the, I pronounce the movie we're going to muff, D O O N. Dune. 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 Let's let's muff Dune. You motherfuckers going down to
1: Arrakis or what?
0: (laughs) But to a classy sounding gent. I, I mm. didn't call you classy. I said you sound classy because I don't want to put that upon you. You're a man of the people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a person. It sounds like he's saying June, mm. and that's actually... that's just a really fun little word thing for <laughs> only me.
1: <laughs> I look forward to a lot of fun little word things throughout this episode, <laughs> in which we are muffing. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pronounce it. Do do, do Aracus. <laughs>
0: desert planet
1: desert planet dune dune oh yeah if, if i can get get at dune fine
0: so Easy. i th- who is the actor from uh twin peaks that plays the lead in this kyle, kyle, Ma- McLaugh- kyle mclaughlin kyle mclaughlin i wasn't sure because i i wasn't paying attention to his dialect for this film um mm-hmm. but i thought as he went on he got more pretend british sounding like when he had to give a speech to people Mm, I thought he was I mean, dropping the R's off the end of his words.
1: He comes from Pretend Britain, really. Although well, no, sorry, his character comes from Pretend Britain. Listen, let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not explain the plot. Mm. But I think that <clears throat> I think that the, the, the more the more um, opportunity he was given to vamp, yeah, the more he got into being a proper country gent.
0: <laughs> I think um, maybe also he was surrounded by like uh, British actors you know he's he's got patrick stewart I, I don't know if max von Sydow is british i think he speaks I don't know who that is. he was the old priest in the exorcist the exorcist
1: <laughs> i've only i've only ever heard the muffing i've never actually watched the film
0: oh uh, um it's a disturbing yeah. film yeah um, I'm all right yeah but he's an actor of great gravitas and i feel mm. like he's british as well so for this young man this young kyle MacLachlan... uh <laughs> To be standing on, betwixt these these uh, imposing gents, he must have been like, oh, hey. I better up my game by sounding a little classier.
1: Prithee sire, <laughs> I've come to the planet of June.
0: Oh, I believe I've uh, erected a, a worm-attracting fumper. Huh?
1: <laughs> now listen, boys, you walk without rhythm <laughs> and the worm will not be interested.
0: Oh, my God.
1: No, we're not giving him that voice. I
0: would love it if Michael Caine had been in this film.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He should have been, shouldn't he? Yeah. It seems like like it seems the sort of thing which he'd slot into fairly well. Although I guess he has a low tolerance for bullshit.
0: Mm. He worked with Sean Connery. Maybe that was the beginning of his attitude of like, uh, never again.
1: Mm. I think if 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 I if I had if I had a low tolerance for bullshit, I would not want to star in a David Lynch film, or indeed go near David Lynch at any point.
0: Yeah, Lynch um, yeah. He's an auteur, is that correct?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah.
0: And uh he
1: knows, he knows what he likes.
0: It's like one of those things like, hey man, if you don't get it, that's your problem. It's yeah. not my job to make you get it. Which is a little but It's
1: kind of your job as director to make me get it. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. However, June, June is a is a I'm gonna say it's a it's a laugh a minute romp. It's, <laughs> a romantic uh, it's, comedy. It's a romantic comedy. It's it's, it's breezy, watchable, mm-hmm. a real page-turner. Like a real um, eye-filler. No, a real, <laughs> just,
0: it, just like your aqueous humor, it's a real eye-filler.
1: It fills up the whole of your eye for two two hours. <clears throat> I believe it's two hours. Slightly over.
0: Two hours and 17 minutes, my man.
1: Two hours and 17 minutes, which you will not get back. But instead, you can listen to us, Muffet, in 45 minutes or less.
0: Yeah, that's a hard, fast rule. A hard and fast so, promise. So... Muffed Movies is a podcast, if you're listening to this for the first time, where we take what the movies... What a podcast? <laughs> What's Expo- in my ears? I,
1: I, I, explain what a podcast is first and then get into the thing.
0: It's like radio for the internet, but um, mm. it's not live, Dad. Mm. Are you winning? That was, <laughs> that was my audio interpretation of the popular meme. Shale. Mm. Um, uh, Muck Movies. Uh, in case you never heard of us, <laughs> we're a scrappy little startup, Silicon Valley. Um, yep. <clears throat> we take popular movies, sometimes unpopular, and we m- we memorize them <laughs> word for word. <laughs> <laughs> then we forget that, and we improvise the entire movie, playing all the characters mm. using only. Our memories, our improbabilities, and some tiny notes. Tiny notes. <laughs> and we'll do that for you within forty-five minutes. That's a hard and fast oh, and guarantee. Fast.
1: This is the longest tiny notes file you've ever sent me. Is it? No, I mean you've only sent me one. Come to think of it, yes, yeah, three, th- over three pages of tiny notes.
0: Oh, grant my there's sweet a lo- a summer child.
1: It's <laughs> a, a rich, a rich, um, you know canon to explore
0: you should have seen my lord of the rings episode tiny notes
1: oh yeah that's true there's lots going on there isn't
0: there Oi, is all mm. i have to say about that mm. dear heart okay <clears throat> um wait real quick grant before we dive in and get yeah. s- slippery and greasy uh <laughs> you are a pro level role-playing game tabletop game designer yes where yes. can people yes. find your work and how can they support you People
1: can go to rrdgames.com. That's that's our new uh, that's our website. We can download all the games I write. I write role playing games for a living or tabletop ones. Um, a lot of most of them are free. You can just have them. They're one page long, so that's kind of the trade off. And if you want more than one page per game, you gotta give me some cash.
0: Yeah. And they're very good and very fun. Thank you. They are clever, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. They are fun.
0: They're clever and often quirky. I don't wanna to pu- I I don't wanna pigeonhole him, but Grant has a particular uh uh facility with making uh like fun and zany premises uh to a role-playing genre which is often sorta um you know like you gotta find the sword of Mithros and kill the evil dungeon skull. And Grant's like, yeah, but what if they were cars that did that? <laughs> That's a great idea. Like, they'd, have to, they'd have to like sort of reverse
1: around the corridor. Like Get stuck on the stairs.
0: Guys were too big to fit in the dungeon.
1: We got to Fast con- and the Furious and the Dungeons and the Dragons. Exactly.
0: The mm. cars. Their their whole quest is convincing villagers and other small sentient beings to go into the dungeon and do the work for them. Like, <laughs> hey, I'll give yeah, you a it's ride like inside. in Morse code. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, my accurate depiction of your work.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's fair. That's fair. Clever (coughs) and zany, I'll take.
0: Zany. And I mean that, like, in a good way. I'm not like... I'm uh, aware of your oeuvre. Like, Wes Anderson's latest zany film. Mm. That's not what I mean. No. Grant's stuff is good. Support him, Mm. please. Thank you. Stop supporting me. Start supporting Grant. For God's sake keep keep supporting <laughs> one. okay um i like
1: my patrons doing well enough already i already get confused that people give me money for this shit because i get to it for free so yeah go 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 contribute to to this podcast the one you're listening to right now and not my podcast hearty e dice friends oh that's yes a different one
0: that we didn't even mention that grant is also
1: mentioned that's fine yeah <clears a throat> podcast.
0: pro podcaster
1: I also work at a museum, <laughs> giving uh, giving tour guides, um, <clears throat> and,
0: and I'm tears. the king
1: of Chicago, baby!
0: I never claimed to be the king of Chicago. <laughs>
1: well, I'm better than you.
0: I just said Chicago considers me a king, if oh, okay. you're, you're going to take my entire identity.
1: You're always more of a prince of Chicago. Thank
0: you. Um, let us get down to it. Beep. Grant. You wanna yeah. do you wanna do the uh, the song or the dance?
1: <laughs> um, I'll do I'll, I'll do the song. Okay. I was really loud uh, on the last one, so I'm gonna move far away from my mic.
0: You know what I do? <laughs> that. I start n- normal volume and then I just pull myself back real. So I'm like. Okay. Muffed Movies presents.
1: Dune,
0: the year 10,191. It is a galaxy ruled by the Padasha Emperor. But above him, the evil Spacing Guild, which controls all space transport, is concerned about the manufacturing of spice. A combination hallucinogenic drug and space fuel. The Emperor has plans and the spice must flow. How will this affect the two feuding households of the good Atreides and the bad Harkonnen? Let's find out in today's muffed movie. Ow, ow, ow. Smash cut! We see a star field in space. The shimmering image of the Padishah Princess, daughter to the emperor of all the galaxy, appears before us.
1: It's me, the Padishah Princess, a character in the film and the narrator. My dad is the emperor and he runs the universe, the galaxy, I think it's the galaxy. He runs the galaxy and there's two great cool houses <laughs> A lot of this Mark explained in the, in the expository <laughs> bit before my expository bit. But the important thing is spice. It expands the mind and allows space travel and its mind on one planet, the desert planet, Arrakis, also known as Dune.
0: <laughs> we see the camera zoom out And the um, bureau Bureau of tourism advertisement for Dune (laughs) Uh, (laughs) winds down to a close. We see the credits roll, and the Telly (laughs) Savalas
1: arrives, (laughs) gurning into camera. Hey, Arrakis, it's my kind of place. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh the monitor is turned off and the advertising executive turns to a conference table full of other suits uh well guys that's um <clears throat> that's our presentation so uh uh some notes uh, what what do we think
1: Slightly concerned about the way you haven't mentioned any of the new monorails we're trying to build across Arrakis. <clears throat>
0: Uh Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, sir. The um the monorail project didn't test well with uh, the uh, uh, sort of uh, forty to sixty demographic. Uh, I think the monorail. So
1: so all you're saying is we have the emperor's daughter. Recapping something that's already happened, and then Telly Savalas getting into the camera, and that's, you spent 50 billion space dollars on this.
0: Yes, it's true. We uh, overestimated the draw of the Emperor's daughter. Um, turns out the Emperor <laughs> the Emperor is not very favored by his subjects, and uh, they view his daughter as an extension of that. Um, so we really thought bringing in Mr. Savalas at the end would uh, kind of turn it around. He, he played Kojak, you know. Yes, now I'm aware. On Earth. About 8,000 years ago. (laughs) 1,000 years ago.
1: (laughs) He must be very tired. Yeah.
0: Well, he's been using the spice, which, as we know, is a combination of drug, consciousness uh, uh, enhancer, and mutagen.
1: It extends life.
0: It sure does. Uh, More spice, sir? It's a wizard. What?
1: Sorry? Oh, yes, please, I'd love some.
0: (laughs) Damien, spice tray. (laughs) (laughs) Damien, the the mutated Spice (laughs) server, (laughs) trundles in on his 16 legs and feeds Spice to the president of the Spacers Guild, a giant mutated being that's transcended humanity, but still wears a three-piece suit and attends the Tourism Bureau advertisement (laughs) brainstorming sessions.
1: How? How is the... How's the scheming going? Have we managed to send that other sort of mole rat guy to the Emperor's planet?
0: Uh, Yes, sir. In fact, uh, based on the chronometer on my Apple Watch, he should be arriving any minute.
1: Smash cut!
0: (laughs) The Imperial Payless. Oh, so gilded. Mm. The... Like really high concept um, courtroom courtroom. (laughs) Grant, what do they call those? Where the king, the court. Thank you.
1: You you, you had more than the. You were more than right. It's a room (laughs) that is court. Everyone's there. Yeah, they're walking a lot of dogs around.
0: Yes, there's a motif of dogs in this film. If we were Alka Hollywood, the podcast, we would say drink every time you see a dog. For the first half of the film, anyway. Yeah, after after the great dog purge, there's fewer.
1: <laughs> I've promised him 10,000 legions of my dog killer troops.
0: <laughs> and there is one hairless cat. Mm,
1: yes, we'll get to
0: that. Yeah. We can <clears throat> say- anyway, Imperial Palace, lots of money going around, mm. uh, lots of sycophants and courtiers. Um, some of note include the uh, austere... Reverend Mother Gaius Helen Molheim, the who is uh, a Benny Jesseret, which is like a Jedi mm. from Dune, which is okay to say because Dune came before Star Wars. Mm. They're a psychic order, basically space witches, mm. but I don't like to hurl the word witch around. Well, they call themselves you know,
1: witches. I guess it was written. Do by, they? Yeah, yeah. I uh, 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 no, no, no. Actually, only ever anyone else calls them Bene or witches. You're right. Yeah, yeah I thought yes, it was used that. as a yeah.
0: derogatory term. Yeah.
1: Was, so yes, magic users.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They all went to Hogwarts.
1: <laughs> she has she has shaved uh, her her head. She she has a forehead <laughs> which extends all the way to the back of her head. A five head. A five. More like a seven head at this point. And she's got a cool sort of rig around the back. She looks kinda like a creepy alien nun. And she yeah. she's there with the emperor, who looks like uh just a dude with a beard. He's pretty unremarkable, honestly. He's got a nice coat.
0: He looks he looks like a man who would play a police lieutenant in New York. <laughs> And they put, like, fancy future clothes on him. They gave him, like, obviously a fake earring. And they're like, you're the emperor of all uh, space. I'm, hey, I'm George Lucas. I'm directing this picture now. Um. You're the space emperor, which is an idea I stole from Akira Kurosawa and also uh, uh, World War II fighter plane serials, which I watched as a boy. Anyway, I think this is going to be great. Oh, what's this? Alarms? Whoop, 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 whoop. George
1: Lucas detected in the base. <laughs> <laughs> George he- Lucas is bum-rushed out of there by a variety of guards with his shovels.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sort of bumping him out, rakes, brooms, that sort of thing. The Mm. Chevalierium. The uh, the Emperor's daughter walks up to him, the the Padasha Princess, and says, Father, do you need me to narrate anything?
0: Uh, Uh, oh, wait, I don't want to be the same guy as the head of the Spacer's Guild. Well, he's not going to come back, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Let me me try. Uh, My daughter, Mm. you have been great to me, your king, but... From now on, I think me and the Reverend Mother Mochaim uh, should be able to solve whatever problems arise. You are young and should fuck off so that we can entertain a very important guest. Very well, Father. Mr. Potter. I'll, just, I'll
1: stand over here near these dogs and look worried and then leave.
0: Good. <laughs> Not a lot of... Good parts for women in this show, so sorry. (laughs) It's the 80s.
1: Mainly vessels.
0: Thanks for for being a narrator. Two massive doors slide open and an ominous retinue of bald white men dressed in Pleather trash bag trench coats, all like covered in gel and slime, Uh, walk beside a mighty black train looking thing. Is this Snowpiercer Origins? Hard to say. The huge vessel stops, emits a few jets of mandatory steampunkness, and then slides open, revealing itself to be a mobile aquarium. Oh no. It's my worst nightmare. A navigator level three from the spaces guild.
1: Hello, it's me, a level three navigator.
0: Oh, a naked mole rat looking giant thing. Like, like floats to the front of the tank, revealing itself. And it, it moves its disgusting little mouth part from which gaseous spice emits. This creature speaks through a microphone (laughs) held by a weird board guy, uh, and everyone knows you gotta listen when that big old fetus tells you something.
1: <laughs> Everyone's wrapped. <laughs> the, the, the 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 weird slimy greasy jerk who walked in next to the thing <laughs> uh, p- picks up and picks up this sort of big sort of Radio City microphone and says, "The witch has to leave. No witches round these parts."
0: No witches round these parts, eh? Well, just wait until I talk to my barrister. (laughs) That's British for a lawyer. (laughs) The the witch, with a a haughty turn of the invisible air where her hair used to be, uh, stalks off into the corridor just outside the room and then Assassin's Creed blends in with a crowd of houseplants so she can listen in.
1: <laughs> thank you for thank you for taking the witch out of the room. Now, I wanted to maybe restate the plot a third time saying <laughs> that how there's the Harkodons and the Atreides are at war, but I think you're behind it, aren't you, Emperor of, of Space?
0: Yes, I am the Emperor of Space. Thank you very much. I'll have you know that even though I'm under the thumb of your guild, mm. I still exert a bit of influence. The horrible,
1: greasy thumb of our guild.
0: <laughs> yes, it is horrible and greasy. <laughs> uh, the Atreides, pretty much great guys who live on Waterworld, mm. uh, have been assigned to take over Dune, Arrakis, desert planet, home of the Spice Burger, <laughs> which. Spice Town. Is- Guy Fieri's Spice Town. The Orange Zone. (laughs) Which, as we all know, is inhabited currently by the brutal, filthy Harkonnen. So, I don't like Atreides, and I think that those two are going to duke it out real nicey-nicey once they've embolished themselves... Dune will be free for any old spice monger to get his rusty claws in there and the spice will flow Mm. like a waterfall. Maybe get
1: his mouth parts up in there. Listen, we've been doing an awful lot of drugs. the (laughs) the cool drugs from Arrakis and we've determined that uh, Paul Atreides has to die. The son of the Atreides family.
0: Certainly, certainly, third level navigator yeah. You are mistaken As we all know, the impetuous Duke Leto Atreides is the true danger He's the leader of the Atreides you shut it's your so- whole oh. mouth,
1: you idiot who, 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 It's who? Paul
0: <laughs> An owl flies out <laughs> of the Emperor's mouth <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, it's been in there for a while
0: <laughs> says the owl master who retrieves <laughs> it on his gauntlet
1: P- pockets it away within his cloak where you can clearly see another seven owls
0: <laughs> there you go my dear <clears throat> uh, t- oh, oh, okay okay my lord uh, if you want Paul dead then I'll be proud to say I buried Paul <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was never here.
0: This never happened. Goodbye. <laughs> the giant aquarium on wheels back, backs out of the room. And interesting note, the like trash bag yeah. minions, <clears throat> two of them have push brooms and they're like mopping up this.
1: They're just sort of <laughs>
0: Yeah, like this swimming pool's worth of water and slime that for some reason the, the metal train left behind. No. But, like, not doing a thorough job. No. S- I, Why I even? figured it
1: was some sort of, like, like they're preparing the space for him, so that they're cleaning ahead of him, maybe? But that's not how it works. I don't know.
0: No, they're going behind him when they leave. It's a
1: fucking slapdash film, man. It could, it, it could have been anything initially.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of weird for weird's sake. Uh, the Emperor pulls open his calendar app, he writes down: Have Paul Atreides assassinated on the planet Dune? Pilates at five.
1: Reverend Mother Moicham. Baham, Baham.
0: Hey, <laughs> you are a man.
1: <laughs> um, she she pictures pictures in the corridor, thinks to herself, Paul Atreides. We must have someone look at him. Now, when I say thinks to herself, I mean literally thinks to herself. There's an awful yeah. lot of just directly hearing a character's thoughts. And I'm kind of interested how we can recreate that in this. Like, if I yelled into a cup, would it create the echo?
0: (laughs) How about, um, okay, so yes, there is the motif in this film, which you normally only see in, like, film noir and having one character have this ability, Mm -hmm. but you hear the inner thoughts of many characters. Fucking Everyone! Which it, yeah, which is really bad because in you know in film and theater you're supposed to show and not tell, mm. but they have thoughts like, "Hmm, I think I'm earning his respect."
1: <laughs> yeah. Quite, and i will just say things that they have clearly all they've just sh- anyway. Listen, Lynch, I'm sure I'm sure you're a genius, mate, It's just not for us, is Lynch-y. it? Lynchy, baby, Lynchy, huh? <laughs> huh? Us fucking so- dunderheads over
0: here. Here's my idea. Instead of having to use any kind of After Effects on a recording, whenever it is the inner monologue of a character, they will uh, sound as (laughs) though they are underwater. (laughs) So I think I've earned his respect. Becomes perfect. Love it. That's great. (laughs) The audience is gonna really eat this up. Speaking of eating this up, smash cut. To the water planet Caladan, we see natural creatures of the water swimming and enjoying their hydration. Hey, uh, <laughs> a, a coquettish hey, dolphin <laughs> e- eats up a small crab and shares part of it with its life partner oh, and hi. its life partner's life partner. They're open-minded on Caladan. Or
1: an advanced polycule. <laughs>
0: I'm cool with it Says (laughs) a giant blue whale (laughs) (laughs) The governor of the seas
1: (laughs) The emperor of the seas
0: We see uh, The camera pan over The giant oceans And rivers and lakes And rain droplets And uh, it settles On the very medieval uh, European looking Castle the Seat of Power of House Atreides. We zoom in to a bedroom window just under a parapet, whatever that is, and we see young Paul Atreides. You might remember this actor, Kyle MacLachlan, from the Twin Peaks series, where he's that detective guy who talks into the little micro recorder.
1: Paul. Atreides is loading up in Carter 97 <laughs> on, his, on, on, on his PC, and he is looking at all these cool planets. He's learning about Caladan, the place where he is. You think you'd know already.
0: <laughs> and theoretically grew up his
1: entire life there? Computer, <coughs> computer, tell me about Caladan.
0: Caladan, water planet. Mm. Caladan is covered in liquid water. It is the home of the Atreides house. In the universe, there are seven houses, which pretty much own everything. Computer! Oh.
1: Computer. Say, Paul Atreides is a cool dude.
0: Paul Atreides is a cool dude. Fuck (laughs) you. Okay. Now, here's a little bit of uh, insight into the source material, if I can push my spectacles up onto my nose a little bit Mm -hmm. higher. In the in the universe in the duneverse um the sing- the singularity of artificial intelligence has already happened mm. it happened in the past long before the events of dune so the machines became self-aware and they were defeated by the mm. biologicals and after that humans were like yo we can't have computers anymore these mofos they're like they're too smart they're too dangerous so All our machines are going to be just dumb, regular machines. And when we need something calculated, we're going to (laughs) train this whole class of people called the Mentats, and we're going to like mutate them and make them basically walking calculator freaks. So whenever we need anything hard... Done mentally, the mentats will come and do it for us. So, but we're not going to have robots. But in the David Lynch movie, there are several instances where they're using a technology that you'd really need a computer. Well, to operate. Well,
1: it could just be one of those. It could be like an advanced <coughs> speak and spell. So, it, like, it's, it's just been recorded before on, uh-huh. on, on like an eight track or a cassette uh-huh. tape, and then there's one of those uh, clickety clackety look through the boxes noise. What are they called? There's guys, you 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 put you have those like, binoculars and you put the you put the pictures in them and you click the collect through.
0: You know what? <laughs> what are they fucking called? It's Hold like on, Viewscape it or
1: viewfinder or what? Uh, Viewmaster, maybe.
0: Vintage nineteen eighties Viewmaster, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a thing you can look at eight pictures through. So it's just one of those. I mean, it's not like it moves or anything.
0: You know what, Grant? I prefer to believe that. Inside the quote-unquote computer that is running his Encarta, there's just a small woman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Named computer.
0: Yeah, just like that lives in every Amazon Echo. Mm. <laughs> there's just a little lady in there. <clears throat> anyway, is there anything else you would like, my lord, other than to say platitudes about you? Uh,
1: yeah, you, uh, the, the camera pans down to see Paula Drudy's, like... Holding a big list of things with like says Paul Atreides has a real cool dick and Paul Atreides has <laughs> loads of girlfriends. Uh n- n- no, none at all. No, what I uh what I want to know is if uh, could you could you tell me about June? Does it ever rain on June? Dune? <laughs> no. Not at all. It's it's very much the opposite of what it, it is here, where it always rains. Yes.
0: Yes. You're living on England planet. <laughs> Or Seattle Planet, if the Americans need a local reference. (laughs) Uh, But Dune is like all sand, and then its core is made out of spice. And then the mantle of the planet is just basically a layer of writhing, super fast, gigantic worm monsters. So you got your sand, your worms, and then your compacted spice.
1: That sounds pretty cool. You what else sounds pretty cool?
0: <laughs> what?
1: My three friends walking down the corridor behind me. I don't think they've noticed that I've noticed them.
0: Excellent, my lord. I will... Oh, yes. Uh, computer, turn <laughs> off. Ugh. <laughs> the woman <laughs> takes some ketamine and finally escapes the cruel reality of her existence. <laughs> <clears throat> the door slowly creaks open, and we see three heads pop in just past the doorframe in order of tallness. We see the Mentat, Thufir Hawat, the Doctor, Dr. Wellington Yue, and then finally, the Master of Arms and Combat Man himself, Gurney Halleck, a.k.a. Patrick Motherfucking Stewart.
1: Yes, I'm in this film.
0: (laughs) Hello, hello, (laughs) hello.
1: I see you thought you'd surprised me by sneaking up on me, but in fact I was fully aware that it was all three of you coming down the corridor
0: to do some spooks. <laughs> says Thufir <Theofy> Hawat, <Howard. laughs> young Paul Atreides, your senses grow sharper every day. I only regret that you didn't train to become a mentat like me and have cool big eyebrows.
1: We're, we're, we're all very jealous of your no, different voice, sorry. We're all very jealous of your eyebrows. They're very
0: beautiful. Now, who who's talking?
1: <laughs> it's me, Patrick Stewart.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Gurney Halleck. <laughs> yes, as a man with very little hair, uh, I am sure you feel small in the presence of me, who has big Don King-like <laughs> troll hair.
1: It's like a mountain growing out of your head, Paul. I'm here for a knife fight.
0: <laughs> what a knife fight! But it's Gur- time. Gurney Halleck. Gurney Halleck, combat master, and Patrick Stewart, who you are. Uh, we just had combat training earlier today. I don't care. I'm horny for knives. <laughs> he certainly is. I would do what he says, my lord, says Dr. Yue. Who, uh, by the way, is also um, Ziggy from Quantum Leap. Oh, that's who he is. Remember that actor?
1: okay. Yeah. I remember that. Okay.
0: <clears throat> He's also in Battlestar Galactica, the remake, but... um. You know, less of a standout character, I think, there. Come at me, Battlestar Bros.
1: (laughs) Patrick Stewart and uh, Kyle McLaughlin put on their cool, (laughs) sort of 1980s VR shape shifting hologram rigs and have a knife fight.
0: Yes. Now, it's important to remember that this film came out in 1984. And Star Wars was 79 mm. So everything sci-fi had to be Star Wars for a little mm. bit So Prince Paul Atreides ha- like activates his belt system And <laughs> the most rectangular force fields I've ever seen Imagine, cover- imagine a rectangle, more than that <laughs> Are we talking Cthulhu level geometry here?
1: No, it's, it's very Euclidean <laughs> <laughs> it's it's depressing. <laughs> it's, <that> you could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the platonic ideal of rectangles. Mm. A
1: series of rectangles we have to assume a Patrick Stewart and Carl McLaughlin jewel each other.
0: Underneath the rectangular electro condoms, these two men are barely visible and just sort of grapple with each other like big like um animatics hmm. you know like in a animated feature film before they've really rendered the cgi they just have dumb looking stuff that was the final product for this movie but it
1: seems like Bernie Halleck is using his full power against me thinks Paul Atreides
0: I'm not sure whether that works honestly. <laughs> yeah. I think they get that okay, I that call, is yeah. his inner thought yeah. um <clears throat> the young and spry Paul Atreides uh Backs Gurney Halleck into a wall And slowly slides his knife uh, Through Gurney's Force shield It's the slow knife that kills He says, quoting The Dark Knight Rises, his favorite movie (laughs) Good
1: work (laughs) However Says Gurney I I had a knife in your balls as well But you still did pretty well Now, (laughs) fuck up a robot by yelling at it
0: (laughs) Yes sir (laughs) Uh, paul immediately switches from knife fight to i don't know weirding she... module. yes he takes out a dumb looking gun mm. and uh like called hand, the weirding like, like
1: hand blender like one of those sort of immersion blenders. immersion blenders yeah.
0: yeah to me it looks like one of those um things that photographers use to check the light mm. in a room
1: yeah one of those guys with,
0: with a little ball on it mm. Anyway, he's got a a, a wonky little woo wad and um, he uh, it shakes around in his arm as a big dumb cylinder robot descends from the ceiling it's a and fucking shuts rude out
1: Goldberg machine that makes you <laughs> breakfast bullshit starts spinning around.
0: <laughs> to uh, Star Wars fans, that droid that's an assassin uh, in Empire Strikes Back, the one that has like a cylinder for a head, like this robot watches that movie and dreams of being that guy but unfortunately he's just this robot is just plugged into the ceiling for all eternity it's basically a ceiling fan mm. if you replace the fan part <laughs> with like corkscrews if, like, if,
1: if you tied a switchblade to some but not all of the blades on a ceiling fan that's about <laughs> it's about what you've got here yeah Paul Atreides does some sweet flips and rolls
0: <laughs> for no reason <laughs> the <clears reason.
1: throat> And then goes Ha, ha, ha uh, shouting with unlocking the bigger. Meanwhile of the, the
0: robot is the robot he's decimating is going Wah, wah. on the ween
1: <laughs> A tale as old as time played out nine thousand years eight thousand years after the birth <laughs> of Shigeru <laughs> Maimato.
0: <laughs> Truly. These are the Jungian archetypes that we see again and again mm. in Tales.
1: Paul Atreides fucks that robot up, something rotten. He shouts at it, he shoots lasers from his sound blender thing, and all <laughs> the sharp bits fall off, and everyone's pretty happy with him. Everyone says he's really great at this.
0: Yeah, you're so good, my lord. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. Yeah, it's pretty easy when computers don't exist, and that whole thing is just... A, a pre-scripted series of movements dictated by the unwinding of rubber bands inside that mechanism. I know where it's going to be before it even goes. Fine. <laughs> you've you've solved
1: the riddle of this of the murderous ceiling fan. I see great things, you, my boy.
0: He truly is a man," says Doctor Yui <laughs> timidly in the corner. <laughs>
1: Atreides barks at Doctor Yui. He solves himself a little bit, just a little bit.
0: Smash cut to the balcony. Mm. We see Doctor Lido Atreides oh. looking over his soggy kingdom. Doctor and <laughs> yeah, before he rose to political power, he was a doctor. He's got of his philosophy. stethoscope.
1: He's got his little reflective mirror on. Oh, I see. Sorry, the philosophy. Sorry,
0: go on. He's truly one of the philosopher kings. Uh, okay.
1: Hello, Paul. I, 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 I'm such sort a of Swedish, aren't I? This isn't Swedish. This is German. This will do. Hello, Paul.
0: Hello, Father. It's me, Paul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how how are the things with the murder fan?
0: Oh, they went great. I First, I took off the corkscrew part, and then I took off the poison uh, broken glass part, and then... Just for fun, I took off the decal on the side that said Intel Inside just to kind of embarrass it in front of the other pseudo-machines.
1: Oh, you are so good at killing robots, my boy. I'm so proud of you. I am proud that you are my boy.
0: That is literally all I've ever wanted in my life. Mm -hmm.
1: I've raised your fell.
0: Give me more.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking... Since we got this contract to go to June, how about you and I go there together? What? You know, we can go hang out, we can go put on the suits with the water, we can go look at the dust. It might be nice.
0: That sounds like a new experience for me. Yeah. It might might awaken something inside of me as a young man.
1: I really hope it does. You know, find love out there. Be crazy. Live a little. It's June, baby.
0: <laughs>
1: what what happened to this is June it, eh
0: <laughs> Uh okay, sure, father. This'll be great. I'll go pack my swim trunks.
1: Okay. Oh listen, before one thing, I gotta say something oh. to real prophetic before you go, okay? Come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Oh my voice is all okay. over the fucking place. Hang on. Let me get it back <laughs> to German. Here we are. Okay, listen. I want to say something really creepy to you. The sleeper must have wakened, yeah?
0: Sleeper Goodbye <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen Just FYI On our video <laughs> chat Grant is now like Like slowly fading backwards In the room that he's broadcasting from Just like staring menacingly at me <laughs> a,
1: P- P- Paul go to bed I'm over here now I'm doing private things In my private corner <laughs>
0: <laughs> Smash cut Paul's room Later on Paul Lays in his bed <sighs> With visions ah, of sugar plums dancing ah, through his dreams. Ah, he sees ah, a sandy beach. Just kidding, it's a desert idiot. Uh, he sees
1: Arrakis.
0: A, the word Arrakis appear. It metamorphosizes into the word dune. dune. And then into the words desert planet. Desert. We really gotta get this across to the audience. What? Sting from the band The Police is cackling downward maniacally. (laughs) (laughs) And Sean Young um, from Blade Runner, she played the replicant Mm -hmm. who Harrison Ford really problematically pushes around into loving him. She she was uh, the uh, police uh, lady in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Just like a a troubled actress. (laughs) He sees her. And she has blue eyes, not just Frank Sinatra blue eyes, but even the sclera is blue.
1: <laughs> In walk, the Reverend Mother and Lady Jessica.
0: Now, Lady Jessica is the mother of Paul Atreides, but she never gets to be the Duchess. For some reason, stupid Duke Leto won't marry her, so she is like the royal concubine forever, which is pretty BS. Anyway, the Reverend Mother, a a, um, a a quick question. Is this the same Reverend Mother from earlier? Yes, it is. Okay,
1: because she's, she's like teleporting and shit, right?
0: Yeah, she's okay. like the Reverend of this district, I guess. She's right. okay.
1: <laughs> the regional I guess manager.
0: Planet Kaladin is close enough that mm. uh, she can be the Reverend Mother for mm. this area, but Dune has its own Reverend Mother, I think.
1: Lady Jessica, I can't believe you, you had the temerity to pop out a boy when we said you were only allowed to have girls.
0: Well, um, you know, uh, uh, when you're in love, uh, all sorts of interesting things happen. Uh, sometimes mm. your Benny Gesserit training doesn't work, and, and you can't uh, psychically chop off the penis and balls of the child in your womb fast enough to make it ha! a girl.
1: Ooh. Nonsense! You're trying to make some sort of monstrosity, aren't you? Some sort of nightmarish ubermensch.
0: No. Despite the prophecy about there being a boy, Benny Jesseret, um I only did this cause my husband no, I guess he's not my husband, the man who doesn't value me enough to marry me, but will your, have your,
1: your baby daddy, yes.
0: Yes. Um yeah, he wants an a successor to his kingdom, and that's gotta Ta. be a boy, cause it's still the old times, even though it's the future.
1: No, no, we needed to have you put out a nice, pretty girl so we could marry them off to the weird fuckos in House Harkonnen <laughs> and, just, and just cement up over this big fufurore over Arrakis. But now, no, you've him ruined it, haven't you? By putting out something with a willy. Well, oh, hang on, no, I, 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 I think I need to say this. I don't think he's the Kwaisatz Haderach. She says, reading it off her hand.
0: <laughs> the supreme being? Like the messiah in our religion?
1: Yeah, we do worship God, don't we?
0: I, I don't know if we worship God, actually. I'm pretty um, sure
1: Patrick Stewart says, may God himself go with you at one point, which seemed really I, out of place.
0: I thought he said the gods He at says, a point.
1: later on, he says, by the gods. Yeah. Oh, He references, he references, oh God, I think. I don't know.
0: Maybe in their pantheon, there's like Zeus and then the Mm, sub-gods. There's the dom-god and the (laughs) sub-gods.
1: Anyway. Oh, looks like he's awake anyway.
0: Mm. Paul, who had been faking sleeping, as we all did as kids when our mom would come in the room.
1: And argue with Uh, a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Paul opens his eyes, and the Reverend Mother... Uh, casts a baleful gaze upon him. She extends a withered and crone-like finger straight towards his third eye.
1: You, get along to your mum's room. I've got a weird box you're going to (laughs) hate.
0: With that, the Reverend Mother swishes her way out of the chamber and slams the door behind her. Lady Jessica looks with utmost concern down on her boy who is on the cusp of manhood. Now, just do what this creepy old stranger tells you to do because of religion. Um, I'm really pulling for you, son.
1: I wonder why my mom look so boring. <laughs> well,
0: I hope that we can survive this tribe.
1: <laughs> Smash cut. Lady Jessica's room.
0: Ooh.
1: Sumptuous fixings abound. As we see the wonderful dark room, which, <laughs> which uh, where the Reverend Mother is here, uh, she she uh, she welcomes in Paul, who's who's uh, he, dressed up and ready to rock. Come up, c- come in,
0: boy. Uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Jessica pushes Paul in and <laughs> slams the door and latches it behind him. She seals off the room with protective tape. Okay. Now.
1: I, I, we need to have a second kind of voice. I just realized because point 1 characters are doing the voice.
0: You know what? I I'll take I'll take this vocal challenge on. Okay, cool, cool. You're not going to like it.
1: The Okay, please have the Bene Gesserit mother.
0: <laughs> um using my using my regular voice. Please, boy, come closer.
1: I don't want to.
0: Come closer,
1: Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul uh, Paul doubles over in pain uh, at the at the at this nightmare voice that has crawled out of this woman's throat, um and, and is is he walks over very slowly.
0: It's as if his skeleton were being puppeted by her will. The voice, the voice, so powerful, so choice.
1: What's what's this box I've heard so much about?
0: You want to look in my box, boy?
1: (laughs) Yes, I'll take a little (laughs) peek in the box. What's in the box?
0: You want to see what's in my box, do you? Intrigue, intrigue, you does it?
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm fascinated by the box.
0: (laughs) Do you think it's just travel sweets? (laughs) (laughs) Is it raspberry bootstrap? (laughs) Okay, enough of the mighty boost references.
1: (laughs) Raspberry bootstrap.
0: Well. (laughs) I think if you stick your hand in this box, you'll experience something new.
1: (laughs) Father was always telling me to experience new things. Here I go. And he does a full sort of... (laughs) of (laughs) Like whipping his arm around. And slams his hand in that little old box.
0: Oh the box immediately stabs his hand from every angle with piercing <laughs> lancets of pain paul goes to withdraw his hand when suddenly he feels a prickly little stick right next to his carotid artery he looks down out of the periphery of his vision and sees the old benny jesseret mother has a one of those like sewing things <laughs> thank you has a thimble uh to his neck and at the the thimble has been accentuated with a little curved goth needle <laughs> which is poking right into him if you move my gum jabbar will jab your gum and you will die keep your hand in that box and i won't stick you with my little poison sticker
1: says Paul. I I, I I I must not fear. Fear's the man killer. Fear is little death. I will let the fear rush over me and through me. I will it will wash around my knees and I'll catch it in my socks. But it's cool, I'll change my socks later on and not have any fear. It's okay. He says
0: well, I've never seen any man hold his hand in a box for so long. <clears throat>
1: Uh, with a, with, with, a, fine, with, with, a final cry. with a with a final mighty cry,
0: Mortal Combat,
1: with with uh, a final mighty cry and releasing what seems to be a psychic burst of power, mm. yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the 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 which witch, uh, so uh, Paul Atreides uh, cries out, and the Bene Gesserit witch goes, Oh no, oh it's over, it's over, she says. <laughs> um, well, you did really well.
0: Paul looks down fearfully at what must be a mangled stump of burnt off flesh and he it sees is,
1: it is fucked <laughs> it is just gone
0: oh my god you ruined my writing hand
1: we tried using nerve induction for the longest time but it was inefficient so now we just fuck your hand up with
0: knives <laughs> he he looks at the reverend mother's right hand and it's obviously <laughs> It's just a robotic replacement that she got.
1: It's just wood. <laughs> it's unmoving
0: wood. It's just a block of wood with a hand painted on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's hard growing up.
1: Uh, am, I going to get my hand, um, am I going to get my hand back at some point?
0: Um, C- can we grow back hands? Well, no. <laughs> but with modern technology, you could get a really great weirding buzzer put on there and that would let you like blow up things around the house that your hand used to have to blow up for you.
1: Well, okay, listen. I'm going to bandage my hand. Can you tell me about some sort of weirdly sexist prophecy?
0: Yes. Lay down on the floor. Right now Grant is pantomiming <laughs> bandaging and turning it getting its hand. <laughs> the level of commitment is amazing. Right. Paul Atreides lays down on the cold slate floor to just take five. (laughs) And and the Reverend Mother brings out her prophecy and crochet set. Anyway, um, there is a prophecy that the Bene Gesserit are all women. And one day, a man would study our ways and would rise up to go... Uh, Existentially Into a place where women fear To go Only a man can do this And he will be known as the Kwisatz Haderach And that'll be good Anyway Many men have tried And many men have died Six graves in the desert sand Don't mess with tombstone (laughs) She holsters Her six shooter
1: (laughs) Paul is already trying to open the door with this with, with the weirding module he's got on there. He's sort of bumping
0: at it.
1: <laughs> are, 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 are you done? <laughs> he's got his mouth around the door. <laughs> not using his left hand for some reason.
0: Yes, this now concludes Messiah talk.
1: Well, I'm gonna go see if I can, I don't know, get at least a plaster or a bandage or something.
0: All right, good luck. Smash cut to the planet Getty Prime. You remember in, like, Star Wars, how there's the planet that's, like, the center of the galaxy that's just an all-city? It's, like, mm-hmm. every everywhere on the planet is the city, Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Getty Prime is, like, evil version of that because it's, it's all, like, black metal. Everything has been taken over by industry. There's no good nature. The only thing approximating a river is, like, this... Like, pipeline, this exposed pipeline of bubbling oil that flows through the streets.
1: We see Baron Harkonnen, an enormous corpulent man, a sphere of a man, uh, uh, reclining in a sort of full body suit. And he has horrible pustules all over the right side of his face, which are seeping and suppurating. And a uh, a a, a, a the word I have in my head is smeedling doctor. I don't <laughs> think smeedling's the word, but we, we we all know what I mean. Is is lovingly injected them, maybe just licking a little bit of the pus off.
0: Yeah, this doctor has a real hard on for disease, mm, which mm. apparently Baron Harkonnen has in droves. He's so diseased and gross. And his, like, special suit allows him to hover around the room mm. so he doesn't even have to worry about being corpulent because technology has solved that for him.
1: A big eyebrow man walks in.
0: <laughs> whose one of the name was never important enough for me to write down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Apparently not. Hi, I, I'm big eyebrow man.
0: I'm Steve Bannon.
1: Hi, I'm Steve Bannon. But pa- Conan, pa- Baron, I'm here to tell you again that House Atreides is moving into June, <laughs> and we're not down with that.
0: Oh, jeez! House Atreides always trying to step on my nuts. Mm. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, big, big eyebrow boy and my <laughs> my special mentat piter uh hey you remember the um in lord of the rings the two towers that guy worm tongue who was like that twisted dark advisor to the lord of rohan
1: yes i remember him
0: he was like uh, so fair and yet so cold (laughs) same actor plays this guy when he was younger (laughs) he gets like all the same roles as being like an a little weaselly advisor anyway he's my advisor and my man tat and then i'd like to also introduce fade who is the singer songwriter sting from the police <laughs> uh, so fade i think you and eyebrow guy are gonna get along real well because you're gonna like just cackle at things that i say yeah, i'm gonna broken
1: with my poison knife boss let me at him boss I just want to kill some Atreides
0: yeah we all want to kill Atreides but we gotta be smart Fade we can't just go knifey wifey wherever we want
1: (sighs) I'm your nephew I'm very sweaty
0: ah Brandon you made it (laughs) finally you made it
1: Mm, it looks like I just finished eating mm, a full brick of cheese in a sauna, but I was doing something else. I'm here. Excuse <laughs> me. I'm going to crush a small insect in a little sort of pez dispenser and suck up its juices. Mm.
0: Yeah, we legalized it for recreational use.
1: We're all evil, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: we certainly are. Um, <clears throat> anyway... Look, we're not going to go in knives out and wives out because Baron Harkonnen has planted a spy <laughs> in the fertile soil of House of Oh, who'd you put in, boss? If I told you that, it wouldn't be a sleeper. Baron Harkonnen throws a little tiff and tosses his whole thing of McNuggets into the boiling <laughs> grease that flows under the city. <laughs> Double-frying them, making them twice as delicious and twice as evil.
1: Now, if one of you could bring me a beautiful flower-arranging boy to kill, I think that would undermine the point I have. Did
0: someone say a beautiful flower-arranging boy? Mm, that's my title. Yes! Uh, 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 like, the only normal-looking person in the scene comes in. Yeah, uh, everyone else has stuff,
1: like, stitched onto the side of their head, or, like, what eye... I... They've all got that weird haircut. Yeah, I find it kind of,
0: like, problematic and offensive that uh, the Harkonnens are all redheads. They're Mm. all gingers. Um, And I, like, I mean, out of all the different groups that are, like, demonized in film and story, like, redheaded white people don't get it very bad. But they still do get it. There's, like, a precedent for... Mm. um, Like Judas Iscariot being depicted as having red hair, Mm. and I think it's a thing more in the UK than in the US, where you're like gingers.
1: Yeah, there's a real like prejudice against people with ginger hair,
0: which is very strange because I'm like, you're all white Europeans; they just have orange hair.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With someone, you've got to have an other. Otherwise, how are you going to find what the in group is?
0: And since since it's a recessive trait, the gingers are always going to be the minority. Easy to pick on. Mm-hmm. Until King Red rises from the Scottish Sea. It is sea.
1: I, Ginger <laughs> King. Like a rat king. All all the ginger people have tied all their long, thin hair together. He's hovering around. Much like Baron Harkonnen, who hovers yeah. over to that beautiful young flower boy and rips out a kind of a special sort of pull, like a plug in his
0: heart. Yes, everyone, this is explained later, everyone on Getty Prime has a heart plug, which is an external rip cord <laughs> that at any time someone can pop out and then you just bleed to death internally.
1: It's a weird thing to have.
0: It's a bad idea.
1: Yeah, I don't like it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, there's a strange um, moment where Baron Harkonnen like predatorily hovers down to the attractive young man, uh, like pops out his heart and sprays himself with oil and just kind of like menaces the boy down to the ground as he dies. We we see the faces of Baron Harkonnen's retinue, and they're they're all like chuckling, but also uncomfortable. Which makes me wonder if there's like a sex component going on.
1: The hurdy gurdy guy, the guy who the, the, the guy who plays the sort of accordion yeah. thing. He looks he looks he looks particularly. Like, oh god, no this again! Oh, god, he's killing another prisoner. Oh.
0: I thought he outgrew this.
1: <laughs> it's the third one today.
0: Anyway. We need a new boy.